This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your hosts, Senior Financial Advisors, Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of the McClelland Financial Group of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing why it is so difficult to beat the market as an investor. It seems easy. It seems easy, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, I've been watching, you know, television lately and, you know, I watch the Raptors and the Leafs and there seems to be so much sports betting going on. And it, it sounds so easy to make a lot of money on sports betting. But we know that most people, well, we know at least to start off, half the people may make money and half of them will definitely lose money. It's funny. My son likes to bet sports and I made a deal. He has to track it. And that was the only deal I made. I said, you have to track from day one to tell me if you're up or down. And it's usually a sore subject because he always tells me over the last week. He never tells me if he's up or down since the beginning. <laughs> well, if you just look at it and you go, half the time you're going to be right and half the time you're going to be wrong, and there's fees involved. Those commercials don't look cheap. <laughs> they don't because... look cheap. And the, 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 the people they've got promoting... Today, they're paying those people a lot of money. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky isn't doing this stuff for free. So okay, you've got now Connor McDavid. You've got, you know, Austin Matthews out there flogging this stuff. I think it's horrible, but that's another matter. So let's go back to investing. Let's start with what we do know about the stock market. So the stock market, as we define it, there are 40,000 publicly traded companies in the world. Now, Probably, I don't know, 10,000 of those are really the only ones that matter, maybe 15,000. But they make up about 80 trillion US dollars. And every day, there's billions of dollars that are traded every day. And I think it's something like $400 billion a day in stock trades. So how do you get those prices? Well, the market takes all of the available information both public information and private information, because there is private information going on in the market. And it determines a price of each individual stock. That's pretty unique. So you're saying it's basically the brain power of all these people put together is going and establishing the price of that stock. Yes, but it, it's even more difficult because it's, I'm going to call it dollar weighted or knowledge weighted. So those who own the business those who are the chief executives, those who are who are the outright owners, maybe they only own 30%, they tend to have better information. We know that. They, they're, they're closer to it. They know what's going on. Those who work in the business have better information. They may know what sales are, whether they're trending up, whether they're trending down, whether there's issues with, you know, getting the parts for the product, whether there's issues with employees. Then you've got the pros they know a lot of that information, but they don't know it all. So let's, let's put some numbers on it. What do you think the owners know, might know in terms of percentages about all the information? Let's say the information's 100%, Mike. What would the owners know? They probably know 50 to 75% of it. Okay. What about the professionals? 
those those are money managers, pension managers, portfolio managers, traders, brokers, all of those so-called experts. Maybe a little less, but in that range. Okay. Do they know the same information? No. No. And that's what's interesting. So you could take two money managers, maybe they're mutual fund managers, and they, they each know a little bit of different information on the same company. Well, they have different opinions and different reasons for their their feelings, right? Most of the trading in the world is done by professionals. So this is where things start to get difficult, okay? What do retail investors, what could they know? They know what they read in on the internet. They know what they read in magazines and newspapers. So maybe 10% to 25%. So whether it's, you know, a certain blog that they follow, maybe they, they read the Wall Street Journal, they- Public information. Public information yep. or or just, you know, something like Reddit where there's, you know, some, maybe some private information that's being disclosed on Reddit yep. might be out there as well. Why is it difficult then to beat the market? Because no one seems to have 100% information, do they? Well, this is what I was listening to a, a great podcast recently and it was interviewing Robert Merton and he explained it quite simply as it's what you don't know that matters. So forget what you do know, it's what you don't know. And so you go in, I, I think maybe the Leafs are going to win tonight, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that I don't know about the Toronto Maple Leafs. I haven't done a deep dive into the team they're playing this evening, whether what their track record's been lately. And the problem as a retail investor, everyone already knows what you know. Like if you're an owner, people don't know what you know, right? If you're a retail investor, everyone already knows. It's not like you have an advantage over someone else. Everyone above you knows what they know plus what you know. It's not that they don't know what you know. <laughs> well, I started to think of this sports thing. So everyone knows the team's record. Everyone knows the record against the team they're playing. Most people know who's hurt, who's out of the lineup, uh, who's been hot lately, uh, who's, who hasn't been hot lately, who's been playing poorly. Who played last night might be impacted. Who didn't play last night? What was their flight in? Well, not everyone knows what that was like. Maybe they didn't arrive till three in the morning. What people also don't know, who's going to score that first goal? That could determine the outcome of the game. Who will take the first penalty? How many penalties will one team take over the other? Who's going to get hurt? Who will play well? Who will not play well? Who gets injured during the game? whose spouse may have been fooling around so that the team's player may not play that well that night. All of these things, who's, which players are unhappy, which players are going through contract negotiations. It's all the stuff that you don't know that might determine the outcome of that game. It's just like with a stock. It's all the stuff you don't know which may determine how well that stock does for the next 12 months or 24 months. Yeah. When I look at it, I always think of the Elon Musk situation. You watch, and he's been on the focus of the news for the last uh, year, you know, out to out to purchase Twitter. And who knew he was going to purchase Twitter before him? You know, the idea had to pop in his mind, right? So he's obviously the first one to know. He woke up one day and said, I need a social media platform, so I'm going to go buy Twitter. But until he went to mention to his people, no one else knew that was going to happen. So, I mean, there is the advantage on information. It went to him, and he also, as we said, it is weighted. 
right? Because he owns more shares of Tesla than anyone else. So the person who has the most influence on the stock knew exactly what was going to happen with the future of all that before it even happened, before anyone knew. Now, what's interesting, he went and sold a bunch of shares long before any of this happened because he knew what he was going to do or yep. try to do. And yet suddenly he buys Twitter and everyone knows he's going to sell more shares. But that's it's almost like that's easy knowledge. Yeah. You think you've come up with something brilliant, but if anyone sort of looks at it logically, well, he's got to pay for this thing. Where's his money? Oh, his money's all tied up in Tesla shares. He's got to sell some. It's a pretty easy equation. <laughs> but what you didn't realize is he had already sold a whole bunch of shares earlier on. Because his brain was thinking, I'm going to open up some liquidity to do this in the future before he had mentioned anyone. So we always talk about evidence. I saw a chart just this morning. Over the last 15 years, only 2% of active mutual funds have beat the market. 2%, 98% have underperformed the market. I apologize. That was over 24 years, not 15. So over 24 years, only 2% had beat the market. And that's just the US market. In the last 10 years, 50% of US mutual funds have either closed or been shut down. Even in ETFs, which are relatively new for most investors, I mean, they've been around for 15 years, but they're still relatively new. Over the last 10 years, almost 30% of ETFs have closed down. Why did they close down, Mike? Oh, performance. Why, if you have a good performing fund, you're not going to close it down. If yeah. you have a good performing ETF, it's attracting new money. The only reason you close it down is because it's underperformed the benchmarks. I think we have to understand the human brain is flawed. Right? And it's just part of, it's part of understanding because you want to put some type of rationality to how people do things. And it's not always rational because if it was rational and you look at these odds, you would never go and try to do anything yourself. Uh, but same thing with sports, right? If you look at the odds of bet on sports, there's not many people who have made their living on sports bed, right? It's always, you know, it's 50-50 minus all the costs and all the profits everyone else. So or, when you go to Vegas, people go to Vegas. It's not that people are going to win in Vegas, but somehow the human mind loves this idea of outperforming. It just needs to go and prove. It's a matter of proving something to your ego. I think there's some Freudian thing in here where your, your brain has to go and somehow satisfy its ability to be better than everyone else. And it's a big price that people pay for that to fulfill that eagle. So let's get back to Dylan. So your son is betting on sports. You've asked him to track it. And you know you want to reach out the, there and say, just don't do it. But some lessons you need to learn yourself. You got to learn. And the tracking will teach him over time because I know at one point he was doing good. Now he's been a little bit more quiet lately. <laughs> well... Whether it's investing, uh, you know, picking the winners for tonight's games, picking which are the winners in the stock market, it is next to impossible to be successful at it. That brings us to an end of another week. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. And that life does not involve picking mutual funds or the winners of tonight's sporting events.
been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.